Hello and welcome to episode 511 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is uh, just Colton this week. Aiden's not here. I can finally view my, voice my opinion. <laughs> As the highest ranked member of the podcast, uh, Ooh, I'm now uh, being accompanied by the second highest ranked. True. <laughs> I moved up. <laughs> you did it. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna to get right in the the podcast, uh, but we've got a couple new patrons as well as we're gonna you know read out everyone's name. It's the first of the month. Um, I don't think we have any uh, any Lee cast news. Oh, we got a little bit of Lee cast news, a smidge of new news. Uh, we have one five starry. Uh, we'll we'll do one little odd one out, um, and then we'll jump into the round table because there's not much. Uh, league news anyway or competitive league news uh, and then we'll close it out with some emails um, but before we do that um, Aiden I mean Colton how was your week yeah yeah Aiden's not here you gotta ask me now mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my week uh, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft um, Ooh. yeah little, so we, we got point. a new server or go ahead I, I was just saying you've been you've been digging <laughs> oh yeah man I know that's your uh, that's your thing <laughs> Um, I've not been digging quite as much as I normally do, but I'll I'll definitely get to more of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, we started a new server with the new like caves update, and I hadn't really Ooh. played I don't think in like two years maybe. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of new content that I'm really enjoying. Um, so I've I'm into like the mid late game stuff where it's like I've got basically anything I need and now mm. I just need to go out and like hunt very specific things or like go kill the ender dragon and stuff but I, I think we're waiting to do that as like a server together yeah um, outside of that really haven't been playing any league other than TFT uh, and Regents of Terra, which don't count as league <laughs> <laughs> true um, but been playing those as well and just kind of gearing up for the holidays, you know, figuring out travel arrangements, uh, planning on when to see who when I'm back home and all that. So that's pretty well my week. How about you? Nice. Um, I It was Thanksgiving this week, um, so I did a little bit of traveling with my family. Um, I played a small amount of League. Uh, and only ultimate spell book. Um, actually had like some pretty good games and and didn't get flamed uh, for for playing a fun game mode. Um, but that's I, wrong. There's something wrong there, man. Everyone I, should oh, flame you. I also have been playing a lot of TFT. I've been playing a lot of Path of Champions, which is the PVE mode that replaced a lot so of you've been Legends. Playing a lot of Legends of Runeterra, not it, TFT. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> Why did I say TFT? Get flamed, um, you're you're like the one guy who keeps posting in the wrong channel. <laughs> I misspoke. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, You've been playing the Path of Champions. Yeah, Path of Champions. I played a lot of Jinx. Uh, I got all the way to Victor, I think, which is the very end. Uh, had a couple bad runs and then picked up a different character. I've been playing a lot of Yasuo. Yasuo's deck fucking sucks ass, by the way. Holy shit, it's bad. Yeah, um, I played through Jinx, like to level twenty. Oh okay, yeah. I'm um, I'm pretty close to level twenty, I think, but uh, I don't I didn't want to grind Victor's you know region any more than I had to. Yeah. No, it, I think it took me up to like level fifteen before I actually. 
beat Victor on a run. Mm-hmm. Cause like I'd be doing so fine and then like out of nowhere you'd just be like, Oh, there goes your twenty HP Nexus at turn four. Yeah, I feel like uh I you know, I and I've gotten to Victor a couple times, and I feel like Victor specifically when he drops that that unit that attacks and gains all of the allies keywords. Um, and gets plus one one for everyone. Yeah, it's so hard to deal with because it's always like elusive. It's always quick attack. It's always uh, life steal, whatever that is, if if that's what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. it's it's so difficult to deal with. And then uh, I I have been having a lot of trouble with Yasuo, um, just because uh, I don't think he, I I don't think that deck is very good. Um, I think uh, it, it's too reliant on um, like synergy rather than just having strong units or. You know, mm-hmm. being aggro like Jinx is, uh, but it's it's been fun. Otherwise, I get to I get to play with a lot of cards that I normally don't get to. Get some pretty fun combinations. Um, Definitely, yeah. So I think that's just about it um, for me. So yeah, we'll get into the show. Um, shout out to our new patrons, Nathan, Seth, and Cody O. We appreciate it a bunch. And because it is the first show of the month, I get to read a novel for you all. <laughs> so. Without further ado, all of our wonderful patrons over on the wall of support, starting with 50 Shades of Faker, Aaron, 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 Adam, Adorky Owl, Adrian, Adrian, Sadly Not Joshua, Andrew, Aodin, Armis, Arsonist, Ashley, Asmo, Astapasta, Atsuko, Banyumi, Fear Better, Bellator, Benjamin, Benjamin, Big Peen Sheen, Blooper, Boats and Bros, Brother Dust, Caleb, Kane, Cameron, Chaz, Cheats, Chris, Cocola, Kodio, Courtney, Cowboy, Dabular, Dalton, Daddy Kaiser, Deacon, Dowski, but actually an Alex, Dan, Daniel, Danny Stormit, Dante Boy, Dapper Dodge, David, Carr, Devin, Diggity Daxter, Dippy, Dominic, Don't Be Creative, Dr. Dre1223, Dr. Nolly, Drew, Dr. Hafurfurfur, Dr. Professor Gubert, Dream Villain J, Dylan, Elisaga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, X Vengeance, Foxloaf, Franco, Fritz, Frozen Ninja, Full Metal Alchemist, Gamer Wolf, Grey White, Hardstuck Heimerdinger, One Trick, Heckin' Duck, H Fire, Hungry Italian, I Cosplay Gragas, I Am 3 Dski, Ian, Iron Squid, It's in My Veins, Isaac, Jacob, Jake, Jamal, Jay, Jaziel, Jeff, Jetledge, JFK was quickscoped, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 Justin, Carson, Chaos Reaper, Kennedy, Kevin, Kirk, Clon Amy, Colby, Conrad, Lacona, Levi, Levi spells evil, Leviathan, literally Gary, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Luffy, Luis, Luca, Lucas, Mark, Marshall, Matthew, Max, Matridium, Mew, Pew, Pew, Yo Face, Michael, Mkifius, Molly, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Nathan, Nathan, Nathaniel, Nikoj, Nicholas, Niku, because it's meat in Japanese, Noah, Nonsient, Noth Bagel, Nick T. Knox, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Practic, Saigonic, Puff Clouding, Purple Plate Panda, Pike is Support, Raphael, Rattlesnake Jake, Rebecca, Red Lefty, Rinty, RJ, Roy, Ryan, 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 S49, Scarecrow Jones, Scott, Secretly a Josh, Selfius, Setback, Seth, Silently, Skip, 
SK Gunplay, Skydrill, Smegmork, Sodafish, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, uh, Swain the Josh Main, Swiggy, T1 Charco, T Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thoriander, Titties and Bitties, T Soul T, Tuned Can, Ty, Victor, Walter, Womper, Will, William, Wolfie, Wyatt, Xavarox, Zod, Yanis, Yukamaru, Yumi with a Gun, Zach, Zachary, Zachary, and Jomin. Oh my. Hey, way to go. Way to go, Colton. She's got she to gotta power through. It's a good vocal <laughs> warm-up for the rest of the show. <laughs> Definitely. You're going to be ready, and I will not be. Um, but thank you to all of, our, all of our lovely patrons. We appreciate your support a bunch. Um, so we've got a little bit of league cast news. Aiden hosted the 2v2 tournament this past weekend, uh, and there is a finals video up on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also watch the VOD on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash leaguecastfrost. Uh, and you can watch the 2v2 tournament. It was this past Saturday, the mm-hmm. 27th. Yeah, Saturday uh, the 27th. Um, so make sure to check that out. It was super, super good. Aiden said it was just by far his favorite format that he's hosted so far, and he's done a couple tournaments now. Um, yeah. So look it, for more of that in the future. Yeah, I watched the finals live, and like, it's a it's a good format. Yeah. It's really entertaining. Um, one of my favorite things was like somebody had made a prediction as like a sarcastic thing and then mm-hmm. it happened like a minute later wow um i don't want to give any more specifics than that but it okay. was just real funny awesome. well, I, just, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who actually hasn't seen it yet yeah yeah sweet um and then we also have the uh plays video that is up on our youtube channel as of today um so make sure you check that out as well uh, that's it for the LeeCast news. We'll jump into new news where we've got just a small thing to talk about. Um, it is Mobilytics uh, Season 11 Champion Stats Rewind. Um, and they've got most kills, deaths, uh, and more by rank. So I think it is uh, it is total number of games played, total kills, uh, average kills, total deaths, and average deaths. Um, so if we do, we'll just run through this real quick. Um, I think we'll just do the first two, which are ranked plus unranked and then just ranked. Um, cause the rest of it is, uh, by tier, which could be a little, uh, into the weeds for us. Yeah. I mean, it, so, so to start the most games played was Lux mm-hmm. in both everyone and just ranked. Yeah. Which that surprises me a little bit. It does, and it's it is not a, a small margin too. It's a uh, about three million more games played on Lux versus any other character uh, in the yeah, game. Yeah, so mm-hmm, yeah, so there's like a three million gap between the next two, which is Yasuo, Ezreal, mm-hmm. and then like a five million gap before you get to the next two, which are Misfortune and Jin. Yeah, it's wild that there are three eighty carries in the top well, five most played. I I think it actually makes sense. The eighty carry pool is a lot smaller, or at least the like the kind of viable AD carry pool is a lot smaller than uh, than a mm-hmm. lot of other roles. You know, in, in support yeah. is the extreme where, like, you can play anything in support. So I would be shocked if there was a support on here on any of these lists. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a really interesting. Uh, total number of kills, uh, which is <laughs> pretty funny to me. Um, Yasuo takes first, uh, and then a pretty small drop-off to Jin, another small drop-off to Ezreal, uh, a larger drop off to misfortune, and then Zed shows up pretty far down the list, but we're missing a certain a certain someone. 
There's no Lux on here. Yeah, yeah. The, it's weird the character with the most games by a margin of 3 million mm-hmm. isn't top 5 on total. Lux players aren't getting kills. Lux players aren't playing it right. So I wonder if um, I, I wonder if this means that she's primarily played in support or if she just isn't getting a lot of kills. Well, I think that it's the it's probably that she probably gets mixed played so much in both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that she maybe has like 25 million mid and 20 million support games. Mm-hmm. And so like those 20 million support games aren't going to add to her kill total nearly as much. And so like with her mid games, even if she's got a decent average... She's going to be way below Yasuo, who's never being played at support. True. Yeah, like, that, almost that's never. true. There are some games where she's not a carry and won't have access to mm-hmm. damage items. Yeah. And in true League of Legends fashion, uh, t- total deaths is also ruled by Yasuo. <laughs> um, I find it hilarious that his total deaths number is more than his total kills number. That is the same way for the second place on the list, which is Lux, who yeah. has uh, a... I mean, we can uh, we can assume that her bare minimum would be right around 285 million kills, uh, whereas mm-hmm. we have the number for her deaths, and it's just above 297 million. So quite yeah. a lot more deaths than kills, honestly. It's wild. It's wild to me. Like it's, it's not surprising that then like the average KD, not KDA, yeah. for Yasuo is like under one but it is just kind of fucking hilarious it is it is really funny for yasuo um, i think it makes a lot of sense for for yeah. um because well, you hit your 010 power spike and then you go 10 and then you go nine then you go nine ten so then you get nine kills without <laughs> yeah. dying and win the game yeah exactly um and then we have average kills and deaths uh katarina with the highest average kills in all modes and then uh karthus with the highest average deaths uh beating out singed which is really uh surprising um and yeah. a champion not listed in the average deaths, the highest average deaths, Scion, who I feel like may- hmm. maybe yeah. inting Scion wasn't necessarily popular this particular, uh, this particular you know go round, but a champion with usually quite a quite a few deaths um, <laughs> to his name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then for all ranked, it's it's sort of similar. Uh, Yasuo is a little bit further down on games played. Um, and then not really much variation, I guess. Oh, Aurelia Ye- pops up for total deaths. Yeah, so all games versus all ranked games are very similar. With Yeah, like Aurelia shows up. Uh, Master Yi mm-hmm. shows up in, instead of like Fizz and the average kills. But it's it's pretty similar. Yeah, pretty good overall. representation of, uh, of, of the overall state of the game. Mm-hmm. But... I I find it funny as I'm scrolling down through like all like the the separate rank designations. We're not going to break into all of them, mm-hmm. but it's like Lee Sin is top for gameplays, kills, and deaths at, yep. at like the first at the two highest tiers, and then he just slowly moves down the list where he's like all second in diamond, and then third for plat. And then just barely scraping in in gold. And, and then, then non-existent we, in every Non-existent <laughs> yeah. the, the further we go. It is really <laughs> funny. It, it really goes to show how um, characters can be balanced in certain elos where, I, like, I'm sure, I don't, I don't know, like, I, in Iron, a, a Leeson isn't, isn't going to be as problematic as, like, a, a, a Diamond Challenger, you know, yeah. Grandmaster Leeson is. 
definitely. I, I've been the character in every single mode. I think I think it's busted. Mm-hmm. It's it's a one player game when you're playing against the Lee Sin, a good He's, Lee Sin. Yeah, if a good Lee Sin can really just take hold of the game. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I'm I'm just looking through to see if I see anything that's like really weird stats. I mean. One of the ones I guess I would mention, you know, when we're talking about how good Lee Sin is at high elo, mm-hmm. you know, in Challenger, total kills, 125,000. Total deaths, 90,000. Yeah. Right? So, like, they're averaging, what, like, more, more kills than deaths by a decent margin. Mm-hmm. And same with, like, Grandmaster. Same with Master. It's not until you get into, what diamond it's the same platinum oh wow like that 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 gap actually holds pretty well throughout oh interesting where like it's just you always more kills than deaths uh karthus is you know high average deaths throughout but again you would expect that seeing as he's the top of the overall numbers yeah leeson's uh, numbers come out to uh, about seven kills and five deaths per game Mm-hmm. So, which which is crazy for a character. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any like picks that I'm kind of surprised to see. But... I don't think so. I, I think um, yeah. this goes a lot by. I mean, if you just scroll through the list, it's all you know pretty popular characters, uh, with the exception of like highest average deaths and kills, um, because that mm-hmm. that excludes you know play rate. Yeah. So. Definitely. Sweet. Um, so yeah, that's it. We'll uh we'll move into uh our ad read for this particular episode. Absolutely. So now that we are into December, you guys don't get the Thanksgiving ad read anymore. You mm-hmm. get the Christmas ad from our friends over at Manscaped, sponsoring us once again, supporting this movement. <laughs> um so let's get into it. It's holiday season. And you don't know what to get your get a gift for a stocking stuff. Oh God, I can't read it all. You don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you um, that you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they have served more than four million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost eight million balls. Get twenty wow. percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LEADCAST. Now, there there are a couple things that they want us to talk about, but you wanna know what I'm gonna talk about, Nick? What? You know who's got a fucking big sack that needs to be smooth? <laughs> Santa Claus. True. How is he gonna get that huge sack down the chimney if it's not smooth? True. You can't. You can't get rough sacks down chimneys. You can't. You can't do it. So he's gotta get his manscaped. He's got to get his performance pro package. He's got to get his lawnmower, trim that sack down so it's nice and smooth, slides right down the chimney, brings you the presents, has some fucking tasty milk and cookies. It's is it's written in the sand, man. You can see it. It's right there. I really wish someone would leave milk and cookie. Maybe not milk, but cookies out for me. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want like milk being left out. That's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. But maybe yeah. maybe just a note left out that says, hey check the fridge for milk uh and here's some man manscape stuff 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What if they left you cookies, a note saying check the fridge for milk, and a nose and and a nose hair trimmer? trimmer. (laughs) I'd like that. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, So, again, uh, Manscaped has got really great products. They've got the trimmer, nose hair trimmers, they've got the the lawnmower, um, you know, shampoos, conditioners, ball deodorant, shaving cream, all that good stuff. All of which you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code LEADCAST. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Yes, sir. I, uh, I've i been using the uh, shampoo and uh, conditioner in the body wash since my uh, previous ones conveniently ran out uh, just, just after they sent it. And there are times when, like, I, I don't know, like 15, 20 hours later, I smell the smell and I'm like, wait, I... Like I, I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be smelling this right now. But hey, it's it's good. It's uh, it's good stuff. Definitely check it out. Thanks, mid, uh, thanks, Manscaped. Um, also, I guess one thing that we should have mentioned in the league cast news, we've got a little bit of admin stuff to do, some housework. Um, so first of all, if you are a patron who uh is supporting us at a level that receives a a, a an account review via opgg or u.gg uh we will be putting that on hiatus following uh the november reviews um because it's the off season and it's kind of hard to review normal games or preseason ranked games where everyone's trying different stuff and you know maybe the uh the ranked advice we give you isn't going to be worth anything two weeks from now when you know first strike is gutted or or mm-hmm. cosmic drive is is absolutely ruined as an item or um, when I'm looking at your build and I don't know what three of the items are. Yeah. Played since pre-season. So if you are interested in, and you want us to review a particular like set of games, uh, please feel free to DM one of us on discord in the patron lounge channel or, or directly. Uh, and we can do that for you. Um, also if, uh, if you, we're going to move into the five starry section. If your review hasn't been read by us and uh, it, it should have been, please send us a message or send us an email and we'll get it read on the show because uh, some of them are being lost and uh, it, it, it's hard to you know keep track of all the websites uh, uh, weekly. We, Aiden does it manually. It's, it's, it's not... harder to find a, a review of a podcast than it is to find something on reddit that you didn't bookmark oh that's just not true <laughs> i know it's impossible to find anything on reddit. your best bets to search like to search google with the the keyword like reddit in it or the reddit site like modifier yeah. it's so it's so terrible um yeah. but yeah that takes us to the five stories uh section where we just have one from reactive smith five out of five pogs five stars best hard stuck plat cast you could ask for except one of them is masters and maybe one is diamond who knows anyone not me reactive smith Thank you. I think, uh, I mean, one's master and two are diamond now. So out of date review. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the five star. We appreciate it a bunch. (laughs) I'm not hard stuck. It just took me a thousand games. Hey, not, not a thousand, only 600. Was it only 600? Yeah, it was only 600. I think you were plus... But yeah, but like 300 of them were over the last two weeks. Hey, that's true. I think you were plus two games by the end of the season. There you go. Hey, <laughs> I I so badly wanted to end at exactly th- like five hundred. How wild is that? That like, you essentially, <laughs> Riot told you you need to win two games in a row to get to time. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's that's, not, that's... it's not that simple, but it's so funny. No, no, it's it's funny, but it also I think shows 
a, a pretty decent depiction of the fact that like as frustrating as like matchmaking and MMR and LP games are like they do work yeah exactly. and like there's there is something to the system even if it is really frustrating where hey last year I also barely scraped D4 mm-hmm. and so this year with many many games but not a significant improvement I'm barely scraping D4. Yeah, it was it was harder to get back. You know, took took some effort to get there and, and yeah, yeah, and it took a lot of effort there. to get there. And like, mm-hmm. I had to climb, so to say. But like, I was able to climb with a fifty percent win rate and get back to the point that I, you know, air quotes started at pre reset. Hmm. Um. But that being said, again, thank you for the review, Reactive Smith. And I believe you've got a an odd one out for me, Nick. And I don't have Aiden here to uh, no to, help to from Aiden this astray. Time. So I'm gonna definitely get it right. So we're gonna move into guaranteed guffaws. Yep, just one odd one out uh, for you this week. I haven't uh, haven't done one in a while. Um, so this one's uh, this one's gonna be pretty spicy. Uh, I will give you a hint. I did not write the 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 odd one out this week. It was uh, a listener who sent it to me and uh and wrote it so it's not you're you're not even gonna have to listen to like try to catch the stuff that i i would put in you know mm-hmm. i feel like that's gonna make it more difficult nick i think so good because there are definitely times where like a certain phrase will come up or like you'll say something and i'm like ah, sounds like how nick would say yeah um it, it is hard to to avoid that so uh i'm gonna read out three options Aiden or uh, Colton just has to choose the one that I uh well that a listener wrote and it was not a and real... it was not an actual yeah. Reddit thread. Yes. So the first one, playing as Sigma male champions. Look, I'm not the f- most physically active guy, nor the most attractive guy, nor even the most socially adept guy. Overall confidence none. I'm finding it hard to play this game, locking in champions that I mesh well with, but they don't feel like they have a place uh in the meta. Feels just like my age dating group. Uh, champions like Heimerdinger, Victor, and Rise feel awful to play. Awful to play in a world dominated by true Sigma uh, Chads like Set, Trinomir, and Silas. Coincidence? Maybe. Uh, I'm not just comfortable. With, I, I'm just not comfortable with this because uh, how inferior they make me feel. I don't think I should lock these champions in either because they don't line up with my personality or physicality. Anyone else feel this way with champions in the game? Number two. Anyone got a good wallpaper of Gwen? I found a few, but most of them just look like anime characters, and I wanted to avoid this aesthetic for my background. Thank you very much, and good luck. Have fun. And number three, support role starting items, are they imperative? Yesterday, I began a game as support, but with a champion better known as a jungler. I had a very cool idea for poking the enemy AD carry and support and spent some extra time preparing runes and items. I decided to take Tear of the Goddess as I wanted ex- I wanted extra mana at the start. Uh, as we headed out, the person in the jungler role said, where's your support item, you fucking idiot? I was a little startled as I usually mute allied chat, but in- unmuted for that one game. It got me thinking, though. Am I putting my AD carry at a tremendous disadvantage by taking Tear of the Goddess over something like Spellthief's Edge? So which one was the, uh, which one was it? Um. Hmm. Because the first one is so cringe. 
But I also <laughs> feel like that's definitely one where if I was trying to make fun of a, a Reddit thread that would exist, I, I would I could think of something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Gwen one is too short and sweet to be fake. I'm going to go with number one. Number one? You are correct. That was written by uh, Sharko, one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did a great job with that one. I was cracking up reading it. Yeah, no, I I thought that that was so funny. I I just like the other ones that, uh, like, (laughs) anyone got good Gwen wallpapers? I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's, it's like, it is funny, but I also feel like that's one of those that, the person maybe doesn't fully understand what what Reddit typically is. Yeah, but yeah. This is what that could be used for. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, hey, this is a community of League of Legends players. <laughs> I'm gonna see if any of them have like this thing but that I would like to have. Not also. anime. Not <laughs> anime. Um, and boy, that that last one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last one is just like, I I don't know. I, 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 that's something I would almost expect to see in an email. Yeah. And I was like, I was getting ready to respond to it like <laughs> Like, oh, I'm about to break the meta by not mm-hmm. taking a support item. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Hey, great job. Great job. Thanks. Buddy. I did, did one for one. That's 100% win. 100%. Never lost. Never. <laughs> uh, awesome. So that takes us into where are we at now? The competitive oh. league section. Well, we don't have which, anything. Do, yeah, it's kind of weird. After Worlds in the preseason when there's. There's no yeah, competitive is, games happening, and rosters are starting to settle down. There's not a lot of news. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of roster news, but nothing that we're going to cover until um, until we do. You know, we want to finalize <laughs> everyone's roster and then probably do a big old rundown uh, for that. Yeah. Um, what if we just start making up news? Like next year in the LCS, every eight minutes you have to switch mouse and keyboard <laughs> with somebody on your team. Like you the, to, the, you're, you've just got five different mouse and keyboards, and it's like shit. Now you gotta adjust for new settings. <laughs> you can live sub in someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tag someone in. If if you if you your jungler shot loses, <laughs> if your jungler gets like a baron or a dragon smite stolen, you can sub in your your other jungle. <laughs> yeah, sub in uh, celeb shot in your uh, your other jungler. To, to get this right <laughs> i'm just imagining like a team in na fucking like who's a, who's a good smite here x smithy he's a good yeah smiter. sure x smithy's a very good smite <laughs> they just they just sub x smithy in for like 40 seconds before during the fights then send them to go back to the bench you know it's even funnier if you sub out blabber anytime there's a crab up yeah, scuttle. <laughs> they see scuttle spawning. Stop out, blabber. He's gonna. All right, blabber, it. hop off. Oh man. Aww. Oh boy, that's funny. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. We'll we'll talk about the rosters for uh, for everyone. LCK is shaping up to be uh, quite something. I'll tell you what. They're gonna be top heavy. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch. So yeah, we'll move into the roundtable where last week's roundtable question was uh what is currently your favorite build slash rune slash item slash aspect of the preseason and we got a lot of answers i'm just opening them up real quick uh the first one from twitter uh on twitter from jason says axiom mark is so much fun was able to mfl twice in one fight uh i just need to enjoy it uh while it before it's nerfed to oblivion uh, if they change it to 25% of remaining cooldown and not total cooldown and change the ability uh, 
haste to HP or something, it might be balanced ish. Then it just sounds like Shojin Spear at that point, right? But with uh, um, just like cooldown on takedown instead of auto attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Maxin said, Maxin Mox, uh, excuse me, said, played Glacial Gin this morning, wasn't good, but was fun at least. I feel like a lot of people are running Glacial. It's uh, they, They've definitely made it a lot better. Um, and then Randy said, first strike gangplank, but new gl- glacial is icky. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Icky. That's probably bad, right? I would I would consider icky generally as bad. Yeah. Okay. But is it like gross, holy shit, it's good? Or is it icky, like, ew, why are you using it? I, I think that could really depend. Like sick, you know? Sick is a good thing, <laughs> yes. even though it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Facebook, Nicholas said, you can play solo queue, which has better matchmaking than norms, but not worry about LP or MMR. Uh, or you can play norms for the quicker queue times and not feel like you're missing out on LP. That's true. That's a good way to do it. Um, and then over on discord, we've got a couple answers. The first one is from Armis. Uh, Evan shroud plus glacial augment on any engage support feels nice. Uh, hitting a huge engage and watching them pop is amazing. They're already nerfing both of those things, and uh, I'm very sad I didn't get to abuse Leona with both of those in ranked. Uh, Snake Venom on uh, on Discord said, Dark Harvest Swain support with Leandries, however you spell it, uh, into Embrace, into Spirit Visage, or Morello, extremely good in low elos right now, feels fancy. Swain is a really good in a duo lane, especially if he doesn't have to lead with the CC, if he can just follow up with his own and his passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I will again, go on record and say, I think Swain, Leona slash Nautilus slash, you know, anyone with really easy CC and, you know, pretty high burst damage is probably the freest ELO like in the game, Uh, at least like in lower ELOs. Yeah. It's the, the challenge comes in if anyone is like actually respecting it. But also good enough to stay in, like, EXP range, get gold, and, like, that's not super often, right? Either they'll be like, I recognize this is a giga threat, but then they just hide under tower and get nothing while you freeze, or they don't respect it and then just ain't. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely difficult to... Uh, to you, you really have to play around cooldowns and be familiar with the timings. Um, mm-hmm. you know, fighting when Swain doesn't have cooldowns is going to be a lot different than fighting when Swain does. So that's definitely the, uh, the way to go about it. Twill said, I borderline inted for a few games, but I'm currently in a nine game win streak with Glacial Ari support. Max W, then E, then Q and Moonstone actually feels so nice to use. Getting a ton of movement speed and throwing a charm every six seconds while healing your entire team is so fun. Everfrost works too. If your team is lacking AP. Interesting. Yeah. And then our last answer is from Gecko. Haven't played it much yet, but Lethal Tempo reopened my eyes to Warwick Top with Barrier. Similar yeah. lane bully tanky diver, uh, diver playstyle that Renekton has can build more damage or tanky depending on the game and doesn't fall off as hard. Also has a similar low skill floor, high skill ceiling playstyle that Renekton has. Lethal Tempo is definitely not Warwick's best room. PTA is still probably better, especially for snowballing, but it helps me to ooga booga limit test to learn the character better slash faster. Um, I think actually Lethal Tempo is probably his best rune. Um, I think Aiden and if you were here would agree and Colton, I believe you have agreed as well, um, where you just, you just win every single level one. Yeah. Like... You just win, and Warwick's healing is based 
on an, an on hit. So more attacks yeah. is stupid effective. Um, whereas, you know, some other characters can really abuse grasp because they can get like one free auto whenever yeah, they want it. The trade pattern is better for grasp versus Yeah, right. Yeah. So like Camille is really good with grasp because of her trade pattern. Mm-hmm. I think Fiora is really good I with grasp. I think so too. I think grasp with, like, divine of Fiora is disgusting. Yeah, like same with Gangplank because they can proc it anytime it's up very very easily. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Tom Kench, like, you have to get up on them. Warwick, you have to get up on them. And, like, they have tools to do that, for sure. Um, but it's not going to be, like, literally every it's, four Yeah, it's not as reliable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. So, this week's roundtable question, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna executively decide. Okay. What keeps you bring? Uh, what keeps you coming back to League? Why do you keep playing League? What about um, League makes it the game that you keep coming back to? Can I just provide you a link to the definition of masochism? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, like the the short answer is like I'm I'm low key addicted to the game. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sure we're gonna get that a lot this. Week. And so even when I'm like, even when I'm not enjoying it, I still want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I do still enjoy it very often. Um, I would say that the thing that's kind of always been the great part of League is that, like, every game is different and you can do a little better. And, like, there's always something to, like, learn or try or improve. And I'm someone who can and will hyper-focus on things. Mm-hmm whether it be like playing one character or you know mining in minecraft where it's like cool i i i've been strip mining for five hours and forgot to eat dinner Mm -hmm. i guess it's time to sleep like i will hyper focus on shit yeah and league lets me do that in a way that it, it it breaks it up enough to keep it still fresh i guess yeah, I think um, that's that's kind of where I'm at as well with my answer. I think uh, variety is probably the the key to League's longevity. I it's hard to explain to people who haven't played League. Like um, Savannah was asking me when you uh, when you were playing like 20 games a day. Like how can you play so much so many so much of one thing? How can you do so much of one thing like straight in one day? And it's just like. Well, every single you're playing League the whole time, but every single game you play is different. Even if you play the same character every time, it's it's different, um, and it's just so like if you if you truly break it down and you think about how many characters are in the game that you can pick, how many characters in the game that the enemy team can pick, like how many items, how many runes, like how many summoner spells you can take. There's like endless variety and options, mm-hmm. and if you want to play a champion that okay i'm just gonna farm up this game and you know focus on that like you you can and that can is a viable way to to play your character your game and i I just think like there's not many games that have that gameplay loop uh Mm -hmm. the way that league does yeah and i think one way to to almost consider it is that like every game of league is hundreds if not thousands of mini games Mm -hmm. if you want to like call each gameplay element a, a mini game 
where like there there are very simple games that people really like and will spend time in like the amount of like match three games that are stupid popular where it's like really there's like one gameplay element of like match three and then it typically will drop down mm-hmm. you know but it's like okay well i get the you know laning versus syndra early game mini game i get the you know 1v1 dueling syndra in a side lane mini game i get the you know trying to scout and prepare for dragon mini game i get the 1v1ing their top laner because we swapped mini game team fight number one I get mini the game. ganking bo- huh team fight number one mini game yeah right and like they're all very different right because it's like even you know for specific matchups right like how you play like for my example of like how you play against syndra like level one through five versus like six through eleven versus late yeah. game in, in a split and like that's going to be different on every character you are but it's like early game is oriana i don't really want that trade but like late game if i'm doing fine and like not super behind it's like yeah late game i'll absolutely take that fight mm-hmm. with syndra and like bully her around yeah um but yeah Oh, also all of the e-girls and anime titties that's what really brings me back <laughs> no 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 anime that's what we've that's no what we've more anime i want more anime characters <laughs> awesome if you uh want to reply to the question uh you can send us answers on twitter on facebook and on discord oh as well as uh our email mail at and speaking of emails, we're going to jump straight into mail fight. Our first email this week is from Lil Barnabas, who got it in right at the wire last week, but we decided it's better for it this week. Uh, hey, fellas, how quickly do you think you could sit in every chair in your home? And which league character do you think could do it the fastest? Thanks for answering my dumb question. I hope your Thanksgiving slapped Lil Barnabas. Hey, my Thanksgiving did slap. How about yours, Colton? Oh, it was pretty good. Had some uh, yummy food. Brought did, home some extra cheesecake. Did you, uh, did you go home for for thanksgiving or did you have some friends no, over we stayed here and just went over to a friends it was nice. like him his mom and a couple of our other friends gotcha awesome that sounds fun yeah. um how quickly do you think you could sit in every chair in your home i don't think i have that many chairs do we count we don't count like love seats and couches do we I don't think so. I don't know if you preface this is the start of an email from Little Barnabas. Oh, I did. Oh, I didn't preface it, but I, I closed with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought it was funny because like we went from that. You like introduced mail fight. We talked about something else separately, and then was oh never sure. mind, never mind. Because the end. I'm I'm done. You read the whole thing first. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Oh wow, I'm out of it. How how fast could I sit in every chair in my home? Probably under a minute. Under a minute, yeah, I think. Because I've got, like, five chairs in my... Unless... Well, there's a couple that are, like, in storage, so I guess I'd have to take them out, set them down. Well, let's let's say, like, readily accessible, you know, chairs. I don't think it's fair right, I'll to... say I'll say, like, 45 seconds to a minute is how quickly I think I could do it. And that's, like, squatting down and having, like, double-cheek contact with the top I, of the I seat. think you have to... All body weight on on the seat of the chair. That's fair, yeah. Full full body weight yeah. on the chair. So like your feet don't necessarily have to leave the ground, but you can't just like squat, tap your booty on it, and keep moving. Mm-hmm. It's got to be apparent that you're sitting, you know, comfortably sitting yeah. in a chair. Um, do you, do bar stools count? I would say bar stools count as chair. Bar stools yeah. count. Okay, I'm gonna up mine. Because I'm gonna say I could I could say like thirty seconds. I've got my office chair. And we have, um, uh, I have a follow-up question for clarification, but, and then we have, uh, you know, a dining room table and that's it. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I guess as well as bar stools. So I'm going to up mine from 30 seconds. I'll say 45 because I, I, they're all right next to each other. I don't think it's really difficult to move from one to another the way it could be uh-huh. in a chair. Um, do you to- <laughs> do yeah. toilets count as chairs? I don't think so. Okay. I'm um, I'm I'm willing to accept that, but I just wanted to. It adds some extra time uh, to to my oh, particular run, for sure. Yeah, that that's to me because like, I've we've got one chair in the bedroom mm-hmm. at the moment, so that would like increase the the time drastically. Yeah, exactly. Me. Okay, but the the more important question: which league character do you think could do this the fastest? So, it's gotta be someone who can run fast right oh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say cassadin i think cassadin could Mm -hmm. do it the fastest he could teleport through walls um if needed uh i think it's very easy for him to drop all of his weight since he's just floating the whole time anyway um yeah and then uh he could uh uh you know, get up and, and do the next one without even having to, I mean, he, he's just floating around constantly. Right. So I, I think it's yeah. just really quick for him to sit and then move from another. I I was thinking along a similar line and I wasn't going 100%, I guess, based on league kit. Okay. But based on like the character themselves. Cause like I was thinking Zoe for a very similar mm. reason where it, it seems like she could just like, appear at each chair within like a matter of seconds and just like teleport to being sitting in the next one with almost no time. Yeah. And that might be because I've been playing a lot of Zoe in legends of Runeterra and the the fucking like comment comes up where it's like, it's so uh, fucking, it makes me so hungry traveling through all these dimensions Mm -hmm. and timelines and shit. I mean, could we, could we count Echo potentially? I because he re- he reverses Echo, time. It, so could it yeah. could he could he have a zero second victory? I don't think that that's how that works though, because like those things didn't actually happen but, when he rewinds. So, the, but they happen to Echo, right? Because you remember from the cinematic, he uh, he like gets yeah, like worn out and beat down. Stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So his his <laughs> his but would make contact with the chairs in his timeline. Yeah, I mean, so if maybe we, that's, if we maybe count that's it too that technical. way, he'll get a zero-second run. But I, I, I feel like I wouldn't count it that way because, like, as a as an outsider judge, I wouldn't be able to see that. Okay. So he would just have, like, the fastest run possible for himself, but I don't think that's faster than teleporting characters like Zoe. Cass. Okay, interesting. Who do you think would be the slowest? I'm going to throw out Karthus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just going to take a lot of effort for him to, to mosey on around uh, mm-hmm. and then to sit down and then to have to get up, you know, do it again. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's the slowest. Karthus would definitely be very slow. <laughs> um, I mean, depending on how we want to interpret the rules, I could say characters like, like Zach would be really slow because being able to move all of his blob to fully support his body weight on the chair without it just like leaking over onto the floor. <laughs> well, it seems like he's in control of like the shape of himself, right? That's that's fair. So maybe so, maybe he could. I don't know. 
Awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say Heimerdinger for the fucking arcane <laughs> spot where he's True. where he's running through the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a little Barnabas. That we spent way too long on that. Email. No, we didn't. We spent the appropriate time based on the context. Thanks, Barnabas. <laughs> um, next email, uh, probably actually about League of Legends from Matt. Uh, hey guys, I have a question uh, where the answer may just be you're terrible at League. I've been playing and learning AD carry these past couple of months, and I find that with crit AD carries, such as Jinx, Caitlyn, Zarya, Trist, I tend to do bad. Like, over 200 games between the four of them with a win rate of 30%. Can't keep a lead and haven't gotten any S ranks. Also, never the reason we win games. But with the on-hit builds, uh, such as Kog'Maw, Varus, Twitch, or Ash. I have a 68% win rate over 350 games. I like the idea slash style of the crit champs, but I find myself dealing next to no damage. Is there a difference in playstyle I'm just not seeing or getting, or am I just trash at these champs? Sorry for the long email. Uh, I know you don't like analyze me emails, and I'm not <laughs> sure if this would count or help the community. I think this will, this will work. We'll do it real quick. Um, yeah. The, I'm going to go ahead and, and narrow it down to one reason. The characters you listed as on-hit AD carries uh, come online much, much faster than the characters you listed as crit carries. Um, Jinx, Caitlyn, Zion, Trist. Like, Trist maybe is the only, like, early game strong of the of the three. Um, but, you know, with, with Kog'Maw, Varus, Twitch, and Ash, you really just need, like, an item or two to really come online versus a crit eighty carry who needs like minimum probably three. Yeah, that I, w I was going to say something very similar where I would imagine the issue lies in timing and hitting item breakpoints because when you get like one two items on some of these on hit characters you're pretty good and like you can bully early game on some of them even before finishing an item but like a two item jinx just doesn't do much yeah compare um, um and especially if you're not like a super good ad carry right like because a one item cake <clears throat> caitlin can do a lot if you're stupid good at the game but yeah but compare a one item caitlin to a uh, like a one item uh like varus or ash or twitch and one of the other things i wanted to mention is that the characters you listed here have a lot more utility um in their kits than the characters that you listed for crit i mean you with with ash varus uh specifically you have playmaking ultimates um, yeah playmaking hard engage hard CC. exactly yeah, where, um, where with with Jinx, Caitlyn, Zion, Tristana, you you really don't have those things. It's, I mean, they have really powerful ults. Like, don't don't get us wrong, but you, you know, if you're behind on Varus Ash, you still have the ability to say, okay, we have a pick here. Like, here here's hard CC. Let's kill this guy and then move on. Yeah, and you have a lot more agency and agency yeah. sooner with these characters. Where again, particularly Varus and Ash, I would lump Twitch into of this scenario i'm describing where you can really make things happen yeah that's with true these characters mm -hmm. whether it be like starting a fight roaming for a gank or whatever but if you're playing jinx like your options are 
hope that they run at you and fight and then you get to like proc passive or just sit there and farm right same thing with like caitlin and zaya you you can't really make plays that aren't in response to how they're yeah caitlin i think Um, is a really good example she's such a powerful character if they can if they are forced to play into your traps but then you take away her traps and what does she offer that other ad carries don't like she has a line skill shot and like a terrible dash Mm -hmm. so hopefully that helps um good luck in your ad carry uh climb that being said like if your style doesn't mesh with these AD carries, don't play them. Yeah. Like, play the on hits. Try Ezreal. Try Jin. even. I feel like he's one of the crit AD carries that doesn't play like a crit AD Yeah, we saw him much. at Worlds have a near 100% uh, pick ban or, or presence priority, whatever you want to call it, in uh, the finals, simply because of the immense amount of utility and and pressure that he was able to provide for uh for the teams that were there um absolutely so yeah uh thanks matt next email is from dippy just had an idea for a new kind of special tournament for league at the end of the draft each team each team bans a keystone rune uh this would make for an interesting draft environment where your team needs to be diverse in keystone and be functional in different play styles champion bans might go differently depending on which keystone you anticipate banning banning dippy I want to take this one step further and you ban an entire uh, 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 tree? tree. Yeah. Hey, can't take the, the resolve tree this time. Take some damage, guys. I think that would be a much more interesting uh, uh, route to take. I, I think it would be more interesting, but I, I don't know if I think that that would actually be good in, uh, for the game. I, I don't think it's supposed to be like a competitive, you know, super mm-hmm. high quality, um, you know, uh, tournament. I, I I think it's just supposed to be like a fun game mode. Yeah. So yeah, as a fun game mode, I do, I do think that, that would be really Yeah. For, for like community night, for instance, at the end of the draft, mm-hmm. someone goes, all right, you can't take the inspiration tree. All right. Mm-hmm. You guys can't take the domination tree. And it's like, well, fuck. We all wanted to run Predator this game. <laughs> yeah, that, that that I think would be really fun. Mm-hmm. I was thinking when he said a, a special tournament, I was thinking more of as like in the competitive world, right? Sort of like Clash. Yeah, which I, I do think that would actually be something kind of interesting to consider. Yeah. In like LCS or even maybe just like MSI games that don't really count as much. Well, no, never mind. They do now again. Yeah, that's the for fun one. Uh, I don't know if they Else? do for fun ones anymore. What? Oh, the NA oh, versus oh! It's where fudge. Is... It's where fudge shit the bed. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, I think so. Uh, not. Uh, oh God, it's gonna eat me up. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> you know which one I mean. Yeah, that that would be fun, and I do think that that could be a really interesting aspect of of draft in general, mm-hmm. where it's like okay we know that you know x type of character is really good right now so we can just ban out like conqueror at the end of it yeah and now they're gonna be really hindered on a couple of characters they picked Mm -hmm. sweet thanks dippy yeah yeah next email from skydrill he he sent in two so you can just read the first and the second i guess gotcha uh what's up boys today i'm here in response to the round table I'm going to start things off with Predator Jungle Kiana. 
By now, basically everyone knows Predator and Ingenious Hunter is absolutely busted. Uh, so for this, you want to go Predator, of course, Sudden Impact, uh, Eyeball Collection, and of course, Igneous Hunter. Sorry, mm -hmm. I pronounced it wrong Thank the first you. time. Uh, for secondary, go Futures Market and Cosmic Insight for the item haste. For the build, you want to go Ghost Blade into Situational Boots, either Prowler's Claw or Eclipse. But I recommend Eclipse for newer Kiana players since Prowler's is only more valuable when you can get your combos down, including the item. After that, you want to get Axiom Arc for that juicy CDR and ulti. And after that, any situational item for the enemy team comp. This build is extremely fun and really good because you can quickly show up for ganks with Ghostblade and Predator and then catch the enemy before they even have time to react. With the root from Water Q, this really solidifies any gank if they don't have a flash, which is why I think it's Sleeper OP. The next Sleeper OP build is First Strike Karthus. For runes, you want First Strike, Magical Footwear, or another trait uh, that you might need. Futures Market, Cosmic Insight. Secondary, you want to go Eyeball and Ultimate Hunter for build Neandries, Rabadons, Shadow Flame, and Void Staff with Magic Pen Boots, and finally a Situational AP item. To play this build to its full potential, you want to ult any chance you get when First Strike is active, because it will make you do tons of damage and will give more gold than just ulting and doing burn damage. This build is also great to get a humongous lead in gold because of all the extra gold you get from Market and First Strike. I played this and was getting three to 400 gold per ult, while First Strike was active and got 88k damage with 25k gold at the end of the game. Jeez. Sorry for the length of this email and have a good week, Skydrill. Wow. Um, uh, next one from him. Yeah. Also, I, I want to say don't split up your email into two emails so you can get both of them on the show. Just wait for next week. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to let it slide once, but... Uh, if if the emails are too long, we're gonna have to like cut them down a little bit. Hmm. Um. Yeah. And so, like, even yeah, in this case, sorry, go ahead. For for that one, like, you don't necessarily have to go into every single item and, and style. Like, you, you that could be shorter. That being said, getting three to four hundred bonus gold from Carthasol on top of any gold from kills you get sounds disgusting. Yeah, we haven't really talked uh, a lot about um, first strike. And uh, I, I think the Predator Jungle Kiana is kind of uh, her meta build at the moment. I, I don't think it's um, like Electrocute mm -hmm. or anything like that. Predator is by far the way to go, especially on junglers. Um, but yeah, First Strike Karth is, is what I've been seeing a lot. I, I don't think it's as good as, I wish Aiden were here to talk about it, as First Strike Jace, which he's been playing a ton. Um, mm -hmm. But Karthus is probably the second best user. So... It's super good, super good on Karthus. You definitely get a bunch of gold uh, just from ulting. Um, you mm -hmm. do sacrifice a lot of your keystone power, though, from first strike. It's really, really, really bad early game. Uh, probably mm -hmm. the worst keystone in the game early, aside from things like, I guess, Predator, where it's just yeah, like but they're, useless. But they're hashtag scaling. Yeah, so you scale very hard. By the time you get to you know late game, where ten percent damage is actually an incredible amount, um, mm -hmm. you're getting a ton, a ton of gold. So Absolutely. definitely, it's definitely one of the things where you have to hold on to like pop off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. And second email from him. Um, next rank season is the season that I plan on really trying ranked. Last season I got to silver two with only 34 games. 
and about a 50% win rate, which I don't think is that bad since I played so little compared to others. Now that it's preseason, I've gotten some motivation from Nick and others in the server to start practicing the champions that I find most fun so that I can have a smaller champion pool. Uh, while I don't think, so his characters are Akali and Akshan, while I don't think that my Akali skill level is top tier, I think it's high enough to compete with other high elo Akali mains, and I'm pretty confident on her right now. So I've been slowly picking up Akshan to start learning him to a degree where I can play him confidently, but very recently I rediscovered my girl Kiana, who I used to play a ton when I started first playing League. Since I had studied her a lot before, it's been a very easy transition to playing her again, since I still remember most of the combos that she has. My question is, is Kiana a good champ to add to my current pool that I'm learning? Sorry for the another long email, and have a great Thanksgiving. Um, I would say Kiana is definitely very good right now. I think she's probably a little better in jungle than mid, but you can for sure hard carry mid. Um, you did pick three characters that are super 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 execution heavy um and i think that there are people like still learning new things about akali akshan and kiana even at like a thousand games in high master tier um so like you can absolutely sink tons of time into mastering these characters um uh, if I would say it's a pretty decent pool. I mean, like, you have at least an AP and an AD character. And then with Akshan versus Kiana, you've got a little bit of a, a split between upfront damage and consistent damage. I, I would say maybe try to pick up one other AP character in case Akali's banned and you want to play something with magic damage. Yeah, so um, these are just characters that he specifically cited as ones that he was interested in um, in kind of just ones that I, I picked and I think uh, um, turned out to be pretty like pretty similar to one another, I guess. Um, so I do think Kiana would be a good champion to add, but I also think Kiana is one of those characters that you have to like, you almost have to dedicate being a kiana main to playing her like effectively she's one of those characters that is very much like unlike most other characters and one that you can't really like not uh, like you've got to be able to combo like perfectly to play her to her potential um and, and uh, a lot of like her power lies in that so i i would say like if you're not going to dedicate yourself to playing kiana solely it's pro or or at the very least as your like one trick main, it's probably not worth um picking her up compared to the other other characters. Uh cool. Thank you, Skydrill. Yeah. Next email is from Luke. Hey guys, it's Luke again. I listened to like four different league podcasts, hotline uh, some other stuff. Uh it may seem like a lot, but I run out of episodes before the end of the week since I listen to them while at the gym or preparing food. When the latest episode ends, Spotify plays a random one. This time, it was episode 410, the end of season 9. I usually don't listen to the old episodes, but season 9 was my first serious ranked season. The first time I reached gold, and when I started to follow competitive league more closely, so I decided to give it a try. 
Aiden talked about the last Star Wars movie. Uh, I have to say I previously hated the sequels, but since watching the last one, I've decided to not get so mad about a movie or show. Even if I know it's not high quality, now I rate it by my own personal enjoyment. I was a toxic fanboy for a while, but thankfully I realized there is no point in that. Uh, I think it's just worse for me and for the whole fanboy uh, fan base to have an attitude like that. You also talked about The Mandalorian. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. It's not great storytelling. It's not great storytelling. However, it's fucking awesome. It doesn't matter that Mando is a plain character because he's really badass and Baby Yoda has been amazing. I, I don't know if you watched The Clone Wars, but when Moff Gideon uh, pulled out the Darksaber at the end of season one, me and my friend were like, and then posted a, uh, like a, 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 a emoji. Uh, the best, oh, <laughs> it's a Leonardo DiCaprio meme uh, where he's drinking the drink and pointing to something. Same reaction for season two when we <laughs> saw uh, uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Okay, Boba and Luke. Uh, I got a little carried away with Star Wars. Uh, in this episode, you may, you also introduced the idea for Zed Talks. I have yet to switch uh, to watch any of them, but maybe soon. You played a game of guessing a champion by its skins and W ability. It was fun. Definitely uh, would be great content for future episodes. The original point of my email uh, was that it's nice to go back and listen to old episodes every uh, now and then um, to remember some good times and learn some stuff I didn't know. Also, I think Nick talked about how much free time he had when school was over. The semester is about to end for me, so I feel the same. It made me curious. How old are you guys? Uh, that's pretty much it for now. And sorry for the long email. Take care, Luke. Boy, me having free time when school ended feel like I was saying that every single year for about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. am currently 28. <laughs> I'll be 29 in June. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be 26 in about a month. So yeah, I'm, I'm currently 25. And Aiden, I think he's uh, – you turned seven next week, right? <laughs> uh, no, I think he is one year my younger I don't know. No, he's uh, he's younger no, than he, me. I thought. No, he you're the, you're the baby. He's closer to your age, though. I think. I think he's. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't have year, Facebook, like so you, you might have to go check. But I. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but we're we're all in like mid to late twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we've been doing the podcast for ten years now, <laughs> that that gives a, a little yeah. bit of a indication of our boy that's uh, that's elder crazy status. i started listening to yeah. the podcast i think when i was 19 or 18 mm-hmm. so it's been yeah. um boy it's, it's been, been a journey. long it's been a long time yeah huh. so for the first part of your email you know specific to like star wars mandalorian i i liked them i liked the mandalorian um but i do think like the way that a lot of people pursue media it varies a whole lot person to person and i'm in the camp that like just enjoy it if you can whatever it is i i know a lot of people who are like really really into cinema and then they hate every single movie they see right yeah it's like man i'm a huge fucking film snob and so they watch like 200 movies and they hate all of them and i'm like man i'd much rather be a casual viewer who just like lets it be what it is right like they're not trying to have insanely good writing or like a new plot or something where it's like i could see the twist coming it's like well was the point of the movie to give you a twist you didn't expect or was it to put like you know cool action scenes together to just enjoy like 
the pretty fight scene or to like there's so many other things to enjoy and i i just personally never want to like limit my enjoyment of something because of having like you know issues that where it's like well the cinematography was garbage so now i hate this movie it's like or just enjoy it if you can yeah i i think i'm i'm definitely uh one of those people who falls into that uh like plat pratfall pretty pretty easily um i am not a massive fan of the marvel movies because i think they tend to have very formulaic like storylines um that being said they're probably like some of the most successful movies of all time um yeah and i i think that part of it is like you know you you can go into those movies knowing that it's going to be a formulaic like plot line and you know if you kind of accept that going into it it could be good which like obviously i'm not trying to tell you you're wrong or that hopefully that's obvious yeah um but I think a lot of people will be like, it's bad because of that. And, you know, for you and how you like enjoying movies, sure, that that might be the case. But it's like, if I don't care about a movie that's really going to, like, challenge me and make me, like, think about the storyline. Like, I've watched fluff movies where you knew exactly what was going to happen based on the trailer. And I've watched movies where you're, like, an hour and a half in and you have no idea what's going on because there are so many Mm -hmm. storylines that are, like, well-written. And, like, I I love both of those kinds of movies. I watch really shitty horror movies all the time where it's just, you know, like, popcorn flicks, really lightweight, don't really have to pay attention, just kind of enjoy it for what it is, Uh, you know. They don't have to be just one thing. Yeah, I think that's what I have a, a lot of trouble with. Um, but I, uh, I've, I've never told someone to not enjoy Marvel movies because of that. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's definitely like you're, you're allowed to have those opinions as long as you're not like ruining someone else's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, thanks, Luke. The, the one thing for me, I'm going to just go on, on this tangent sure. because why not? It's male fight. The thing that I, that ruins movies more than anything else for me is when they build up rules in like their fictional yeah. world and then break them. I think this this is like a a crime how frequently this happens in horror movies. Yeah. I I don't, it happens so much in horror I, movies. I don't I don't like to watch horror movies, but I really like to watch YouTube channels like dissect like how to beat um like the Saw franchise, you know? Like that's that's fun to me mm-hmm. where I still kind of get the like the storyline and like I get to see all the cool traps, but I don't have to subject myself to an hour and a half of like, uh, like fear or torture, you know, like to, mm-hmm. to myself. Yeah. And, and that's, yes. that is one of the things we're like, okay, well saw is a good example of jigsaw must be like, I'm um, uh, uh, like omnipotent for, for some of these traps to work. Otherwise it just doesn't like, it just doesn't work. And as long as you can suspend yeah. your disbelief, like it's fine. But and, and that's one thing where, like, that is an example, and that bugs me, but not as much as, to, to me, the really specific one is when it, they establish rules for things, like, this is how this system uh-huh. works, or how this creature operates, or whatever, like, and it's a fictional world, like, you can make the rules whatever you want them, but then they go and they break those rules 
for the sake of like entertainment or to create drama. I think one of the worst examples for me was uh, fucking A Quiet Place mm. with uh, John Krasinski because it's like the way those creatures interacted with sound was so inconsistent throughout the movie. Yeah, and I'm like. The, like these are magic like these are alien creatures that you could have made work in any way like you could have had these scenes and built rules around them but you chose not to mm-hmm. <laughs> and now now you've just like built yourself into a plot that doesn't make sense yeah i stuff like that i, I distinctly remember the uh the the birth scene and how like <laughs> crazy unrealistic it is that she could give birth silently like and and the baby would be mm-hmm. silent and there wasn't any conflict because of that it was just a little bit of tension and that was yeah like there, there wasn't that but then then like when they were just having a conversation like next to the river because it's like well the river is loud enough mm-hmm. that they don't bother you then bitch use the speakers to play loud yeah. nature sounds everywhere all the time or or like p- put them in one spot to to direct them away from your house they don't attack the speakers they, they don't yeah like they don't they don't attack but, the but water make, sounds yeah make a bunch of noise and, mm-hmm. yeah just make a bunch of noise all the time and you're fine anyway uh, i'll get <laughs> off movie tangent since this is a league of legends podcast barely, thank you barely at this point for the email. <laughs> yeah well hey it's, it's also it's a chair fight. sitting podcast and aiden's not here to keep us hey, alive. that's true <laughs> Uh, next email from Dragoon. Hey, Lee Cas boys, it's Dragoon, and I was wondering if you could help me decide on on what to do. I've been playing League for about three years now, and I finally want to see how I would do if I actually tried on the ranked scene. I hear on the show about how you should stick to one lane, one ch- champ, and get good at it, but I still like to be a little flexible in my champion picks. I mainly play jungle and support. Champions I have the most in the jungle on most games in the jungle on are Kindred, Nocturne, and Shivana. Though I've been thinking about learning more Kane and Warwick. For support, I like Morgana, Zyra, or Seraphine. If my team needs more of an Enchanter or CC type, um, so for CC he goes Leona and Rel. Mm-hmm. If we need tank, engage. Uh, I just don't know how much I should downsize my champion pool or if I should stick to just one role. Any advice would be greatly appreciated, though I do still plan on upgrading my Patreon and getting those sweet, sweet monthly reviews when ranked time comes around. Thank you all for everything you do in the community and providing a great podcast to listen to. Makes my 3am drives to work less painful. I will not apologize for the length of this email, (laughs) as I haven't even taken up half of the max character length on your website. Um, I mean, (laughs) the most efficient way to progress in ranked is to play one character, one role, the same way every single game. Yeah. Like that, that, it just is. Um, that being said, it, it's a spectrum where like that's the most efficient way to do it. The least efficient way would be to pick a different role and different character every single game. Yeah. So- and most people fall somewhere in that spectrum. <laughs> Lean yourself as much as you can while still really enjoying the game. And if you do want to play a lot of variety, I would say, like, break it up by doing, like, 10 or 15 games in a row of the same thing and then switching, where it's like, okay, play your 15 games of Nocturne Mm -hmm. and then 15 games of Shivana and then 15 of Kindred. And then if you want to play some support, okay, switch up to support primary. But if you kind of do them in streaks like that, 
you'll at least be a little more consistent throughout. Yeah, like like he was saying, uh, and like we touched on earlier, variety is like one of the driving forces of the game, and removing that variety for you is the single best way to ensure, like like Colton was saying, that you are playing the same game every single time. Um, as for downsizing your champion pool, we this is like one of the most common pieces of advice that we give. Pick one role that you really enjoy playing more than the other, uh, more than the others, and then pick a, a secondary. And you know those are your two roles. Have two to three characters at most. Uh, that gives you you know between four and six characters that you can play. Uh, and then try if if possible, try to just pick one character. And anytime you get the particular role that you're playing, just play that character. Period. You know, if they've got like an impossible, impossible matchup that you just can't like deal with uh, with your main character, uh, like if you are into Poppy, for example, maybe you pick something else that that is a little bit better. Um, but uh, uh, do do your best to just like focus on the the like your favorite characters and and playing them that way. And I think that's probably the best way to do it. If you need some advice for which particular characters to cut. Um, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but you know, go into like an Excel spreadsheet, sort it by, uh, by, you know, the character you enjoy playing the most, uh, and, and, you know, go from there. If you enjoy Kindred more than, than Kane, you know, drop Kane. Don't, you know, put him lower on the list. Don't, don't pick him up, uh, as, as frequently or probably ever. Um, the, the, that that's like the best tip we can give like try to avoid putting yourself at a disadvantage by not knowing like how to interact with characters how to um like how to uh, how your character interacts with certain items like build build uh spikes things like that like it, it's just important for you to to ha- to be as knowledgeable as possible um so yeah thanks dragoon and, and good luck our next email is from sunny pebble uh, how are you guys all keeping? Um, a while back, I was wondering who the best League of Legends player was slash is. Obviously, this is open to debate. What metric are we using to measure this? Uh, KDA, mechanics, macro, micro, PP size, who knows? But then I came across a video on Magifelix, who I never heard about, uh, really. I'm sure you guys have heard about him, but I was wondering if other people listening in haven't, and it might be an interesting talk Uh to talk about a dude who held, maybe still does, I don't know, five accounts at challenger level, each for the five different roles in uh, league, top, jungle, mid, bot, and support, all at the same time during the same season. Do you think he is as impressive as the video makes him sound like? Do you have someone uh, you think of as the best league player nowadays? I will leave the link to the video here. Uh, and then provides the link. Thank you for all the hard work you put into the podcast. I always enjoy listening while at work. I will not apologize for the size of my email. Stop. Uh, size shaming our emails bro hug sunny um boy this is hard uh so to start yeah it is very impressive to maintain challenger yes on five different roles on five different accounts one just because of the sheer number of games you have to play to do that um that being said many 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 people have been able to and do hit challenger on every role whether it's necessarily holding them all there at the same time right like like tyler one was able to get challenger in every role right or is he still on support um he has support to do and that's it 
Yeah, like, and, and he will do it. Mm-hmm, like, definitely. But he's also definitely not the best league player. Um, I, I think the it like it, it, it's all about the metric that we're you know that we're using. Mm-hmm. Are we are we That's talking true. about best competitive league player? Because uh, that probably goes to Faker. I don't know how it could be anything but. Um, yeah. Are we talking about like best solo queue player? Because that probably goes to what Onda or Dopa. Yeah. Like one of those two who, all, almost certainly Dopa. Uh, right? Like although they um, uh, have not maintained challenger on five different accounts, you know they've climbed up the ladder so quickly and with such like an impressive win rate that it, it, it's <laughs> like it's hard in in Korean solo queue that it's hard to like downsize that accomplishment uh, as the, as not the most impressive. Yeah. And I think like, even so for that, you know, if we're talking about the, the solo queue scene, because I think, yeah, in pro, if it's not faker, you know, there, you could make arguments for some other people, I think, but I would say the vast majority would just say it, it is faker. For solo queue, I think most would say Dopa, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe on to a second. But like, while he maybe didn't do five accounts in five roles at the same time, I have no doubt he absolutely could have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't think it would have been hard, and I think he would have probably done it like faster and more efficiently than Magic Felix because the man's just like a solo queue monster. Yeah, it's just um, it's just really hard to like to not pick a Korean player as the best league player of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Magic Felix is European, right? Or is he? I think so. Uh, I don't want to like. He may be uh, Oceana as well. Um, yeah, and then if the the there's the was slash is he's European. I, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think that there are you know. Faker has not been the best current player in the world at every point of his career, but I think you know he's been in probably the top five for seven years now. Yeah, um, of players like period, and you know he's fallen out a few times. I don't know if I would have ever put him outside of like top twenty-five players in the world. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, but, but again, right, it's like, okay, if you're in the top 25 players in the world, period, for seven years straight, with probably four of those years where you're top three in the world, And then period, three of those years where you've won worlds, right? Yeah, where you've won yeah. worlds, yeah. It's like, it, it's pretty hard to argue mm-hmm. outside of that. Yeah. So... But I mean, but that's not to take away from Magic Felix's like accomplishments. It's really fucking impressive to to be able to to not only maintain Challenger on those accounts, like not not only to get to Challenger on those accounts, but to maintain it like on on every single one is like super sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It's like not the 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 thing about being the best is that only one person can be the best, Mm -hmm. and so even people with absolutely ridiculous, amazing achievements still aren't the best. Yeah. Right, where it's like, hey, not 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 every basketball player could be Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or like whoever you put as the the goat. Mm-hmm. But you, you know who was a fucking like? It's like there are a lot of really 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 impressive basketball players throughout the years. Yeah. 
that but you just can't you know put him in the conversation for greatest of all time because that is such an exclusive group yeah well thanks sunny um yeah next one from bernie hey guys it's bernie i've written into you before but this time i'm ranting i don't understand how shack was allowed in the game <laughs> he's so broken especially with the new rune first strike Go invisible. He can go invisible oh. with no visible area. His ult allows him to make a clone that he can control and can detonate at will. Um, he cannot detonate at his will. Anyway, I just don't understand how this character is allowed. He forces you to buy Oracle's Lens, making you give up vision control. Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> I'm done with my rant now. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Yeah, um, it's he's always been a character that, like, Maybe he hasn't been the most broken OP like at all times, but definitely one of the more annoying like at at he, any point. He's very frustrating to play against. I'll give you that. And when he gets ahead, it feels like there's nothing yeah. he can do. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard without like going super in depth. But your best your best play is to um, you know just try to keep vision down at all times and. Uh, 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 May, you know obviously you can't just just drop something and see him like instantly but keep mm-hmm. it at common paths where you're going to be able to uh to to see him uh you know clearing mm-hmm. a camp or something like that and just try to keep tabs on him yeah you can definitely try to ward around him or if it's really that much of a problem just ban him every game yeah like, i mean that's not about you idea. if you play primarily ranked you never have to play against Shaco mm. ever again. Especially if he's giving you, you have that choice. Yeah, that much trouble. Yeah, but like like you have that choice to not have a Shaco in your game for the next infinity games. Yeah. Because you can ban him every single time. That's true. Um so hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully uh you don't have to deal with so many Shakos in the future yeah. that make your game unfun. <laughs> next one from Domination. Uh, hold it. Uh, sorry, domination. I didn't realize it was my turn. Uh, domination yeah. says holding down. Oh, this is for like uh, fun facts about certain characters that we may or may not know. Um, uh, hey guys, uh, I'm sorry. Holding down Warwick's Q attaches you to the enemy champion and cannot be dislodged. By using this, you can follow anything. Akali E flashes, leaps. Tom Kench W even teleport in Shenult. I, a Warwick main, haven't been able to follow a recall into Enemy Fountain yet, but I believe this even this is possible. Fun mechanic some don't know about, Domination 7. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. every so often, you know, you see, like, someone dying to Warwick Q going through Flash or, or following Flash and being like, how? Like, what? Like, it must be a bug. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he attaches and, and can't be dislodged. It's honestly, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of... Um, parts of of his particular kit i think it's super interesting yeah one thing i also have seen um there's like a highlight reel from a top lane warwick main and he just knows the timing to follow teleport and Mm. shenults so like he doesn't have to take teleport because he can just get close enough and use theirs that's so funny Um, i love that and so there's like there'll be compilations i mean obviously you can't do it every single time yeah but it is really funny when it works uh, recalls is going to be almost impossible because you need to get it in like the last quarter second or mm-hmm. half second. It's such a small where it window. Won't cancel their recall, but you will be able to have it uh, apply the effect in time. Yeah. Um, 
it would definitely be easier if there's a character with like a, a hefty shield, which really is going to be Malphite, who's like sitting on a shield as he recalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for the email, Damnation. Yep. Next and final from Funky Pants. Ow. Colton, you play Corky? Hey guys, it's Aiden, <laughs> aka Funky Pants. Ow, yet again. Sorry, I'm just realizing this now, but I didn't know that you played a lot of Corky. I just recently picked up the champ and have fallen in love. I've played a lot of AD Carry in my career, which he plays like, yet he is in the mid lane and does AP uh, magic damage, so he's perfect for me. Uh, he also scales a ton, and like you guys were saying, no one knows what he does or how much damage he does, mm-hmm. so I've already had some pretty monster carry games. My first question is, why did he used to be pick pan in pro play uh, like crazy, and today nobody plays him? I feel like it's kind of weird because of how other champs who have been gutted, like Azir, Oris, and Rise, are always considered no matter what. Second thing is currently I've been struggling with some champs in the mid lane like Yasuo, Irelia, and Vigar, who also scale with me or more than me. I often feel like I need to try and kill them early, unless uh, they will carry the entire game. But Yasuo and Irelia still trade so well. Just wondering if you had any advice on counter picks or playstyle for these three characters. The last thing is I heard you also play Kennen, another one of my <laughs> new favorites. I was assuming it's Kennen mid, and if so, haven't tried it yet, but will this week. I feel like he'd be a good counterpick in certain scenarios, and was wondering when you decide to play him mid, if there's a certain type of champion counters. Thanks so much for the terrific podcast. Funky pants, ow. Um, So, to start with Quirky, I mean, all the things you highlighted are correct. He does do ridiculous damage. I think the reason he isn't picked very often these days in professional is because the element of people not knowing what he does or how to play against him doesn't really happen in pro um his passive is pretty well useless like in professional play all you're gonna get with the package in most cases is zoning before a fight or a minion wave Mm -hmm. and it's normally a minion wave in pro play Whereas in solo queue, like they'll take a Baron fight while I have package, I'll run over their whole team and do like 8k damage in one fight with just the package. Yeah. Um, he, he also has and, like pretty rough uh, lanes when you actually know how to yeah. counter it. So he's he's picked as a as a counter like scaling champion. Uh, if you're gonna just lock in Azir and you know handshake the lane, I'm gonna lock in Corky and mm-hmm. and you know try to just scale as hard or harder than you yeah the other thing is at the moment he his hard power spike is like four items Mm -hmm. uh which is really not a great power spike to play towards um there are plenty of other characters who are just as strong late game or, or close that spike at three items um and and that really limits things because if you're not a super dominant lane bully early <clears throat> and you have to hit four items they in a, in a competitive environment will probably have four dragons at that point and it doesn't matter that you're a little bit better late because they have soul yeah it's uh um, it's just the character doesn't currently fit the the meta and the the length of games in league um at least competitive league um so he'll be back i i am sure of it i think he's probably 
he's probably one of the most insane late game carries uh, that is currently yeah. around. He's absolutely nuts. he does crazy damage. Yeah, and it and it's magic damage, and you know, mm-hmm. magic resist is much much harder to come by. Uh, but he gets to build crit and benefit from you know eighty care items. So yeah, absolutely. I'll be back. Um, as to your questions about Kennen. Well, I mean, so particularly for those matchups, I would say generally you're not trying to go for kills as quirky. You want to outfarm your opponent. You want to set up good wave states and maybe get ganks to help you. Mm-hmm. If not, you just need to farm, get your shield bow, don't die to them, and hope to get late enough without having fallen behind. Um, that's kind of all I can really say in a short time. As for Kennen mid, I wasn't picking it for specific matchups, though I do think it is really, really, really good against <clears throat> melee characters, and especially melee characters who want to go in on you. Um, so in the mid lane, that's going to be like Talon, Kiana, Yasuo, Zed, you know, anything that needs to be close to you, because anytime they try and do that, it's basically a free QEW stun and walk away at super speed. And you just win that trade every time. Mm-hmm. You stun them, you get your electrocute proc, you get your taste of blood, and you auto them two or three times. And, and then they, like, you, you just win that trade every single time. Um, so that's really nice. And then your ulti just does crazy damage in team fights. Um, Kennen can push waves pretty well. With Emacs, which I was going, you can clear down towers really quickly, as well as just like people don't know how to play against Cannon very well. And especially if you are going Emacs like I was, you just like E towards them, auto them like three times with your bonus attack speed and then walk away. Cause they're like, mm-hmm. oh, Cannon's the one that goes in with the R and doesn't expect you to just auto them like three times for like a 200 damage chip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that hopefully answers your questions and brings us to the end of male fight. So I'll hand it over to you, Nick. Yeah, and things the out. end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening on this uh, little Lee cast uh, after dark. Is that what we're going to call it? I don't know. I don't know, man. We need this a little, little two-man late night show. A couple name, you know? Um, okay. <laughs> you you workshop that while I do the, the plugs. Okay. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. If you want to watch us on Twitch, it is at bluebasket and at leadcastfrost. Tweet us at leadcast on Facebook. We are leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, discord.gg slash leadcast. Uh, and finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is Colton. Hit us with the... Uh- Nicolton Swooper. Oh, Nicolton Swooper. <laughs> Signing out. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.